Welcome to Arab Betrayal Talk episode 79. 79. <laughs> We're back in studio after a few week hiatus, and I'm here with the regular crew. We got Matt Feldake here. We got Bryce Brooks behind the producer studio. The A team's back. We're back in action. So <laughs> thank you all for tuning in this week. We're going to recap in this show the first two races in the Spring Dirt Series, the Desert Runner Trail Series. We're moving right along. I can't believe that we're almost all the way through this already. So we've got an event coming up a week from Saturday, the Elephant Mountain Trail Runs, one of my favorite all-time 50-mile races. And then we're going to close things down with the Mesquite Canyon Trail Runs in early March. It is typically peak wildflowers over there at the White Tanks that time of year. Another incredible mount, true mountain race in Maricopa County Parks, which is rare. There's, it's really the only park with significant elevation gain. Yeah, it's, I mean, it gets pretty rugged uh, out there for staying, you know, within the park boundaries, which is really cool. And then we will have our celebration at the Damn Good Run each year, another classic on the Aravipa calendar, running out at Lake Pleasant. We usually do our podium awards there. We have a big volunteer thank you, and it's a lake party, and that's always a good time. Yeah, I mean, always a good vibe out at, uh, out at Damn Good Run. I think that's April 2nd this year. Yeah. It kind of, it always moves around due to Easter, whatever that date. So we've had it as late as mid to late April. And then some years it's in March. So just kind of bounces around, but it'll be one week after crown King scramble. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then we've got some quick takes to close the show out. Some other things happening in the sport. We'd like to talk about other things than just what's happening here at Aravipa uh, at this show. And of course, this show is live. So if you have any questions, we'd be happy to answer them, not just about what we're talking about today, but about anything having to do with running in general. Love it. So let's get right into it. Uh, Bryce is in charge of our, iter- our itinerary. <laughs> Where do you want us to start today, Bryce? Uh, let's see. If we're going in chronological order, uh I believe we'd start with Santan Scramble. Awesome. Santan Scramble kicked off January 7th this year. We had distances from 5K up to 50K. And this is a good, it's a good way to start the year off. Always a well-attended event. The 50K is a three-lap course, and it does go over Goldmine Mountain, Goldmine Trail, excuse me, and it's pretty rugged and steep on the backside. A lot of fun. And we went back to our traditional washing machine route this year, which was really cool. Because of COVID, we did just all clockwise for a couple years. Um, but it's always fun to see your competition head-to-head in some yep. of these races. Yeah. Santan, one of the only Dirt Series races that doesn't have a distance above 50K, correct? Correct. Yeah. I think, is it this one and Cave Creek Thriller? Yep. Max out at 50K. And yeah, the reason for that is we, I guess we haven't yet come up with great courses. I mean, we could certainly just keep looping, yeah. do like two more loops and get 50 some odd miles. But um, there, are, there is a trail in the park <gasps> called, what? Were you about to say Malpas? Yeah. <sighs> Have you done it? Is it Malpas or Malpais? Go either way. I'm not yeah. sure. Have M-A-R-P-I-S. you done it? Yeah. 
Would you, wouldn't you just love to do that multiple times? <laughs> no, and I think that's like the only trail that really the course doesn't use. Right, there's a reason. <laughs> it, it's, you're in, well, do you describe it? Uh, I mean, it's just like a three mile sandy wash. It's hard to keep speed through it. Not very well traveled. It's really cool, like you're in the shadow of like the Malthus Mountains. Um, Incredible scenery, like you absolutely do it on your own time when you're just out there, <laughs> but you'll probably do it once and be like, that's good enough for me. So if they rerouted that trail up on the edge, the other thing that would be cool, like if they were able to go up and over those mountains would be an incredible trail. I do think they are, they have a significance potentially with the local tribes. So I think that's probably not gonna happen, um, but you can still wish for it, I guess. It would be mm -hmm. really cool. They do have some more land out at Santan. So I think someday we could see more trails built out there. And if they do, I could see us adding a 50 miler to this event. It would probably still be a multiple lap event. Um, we could get a 15 mile loop probably now that would be non-repeating, mm -hmm. but it would have to include Malpai's trail. Yep, and, and I don't think we'd want to do that three plus times <laughs> in a 50 mile race. Yeah, Santan's, I mean, definitely a smaller park. So that 15 mile loop would basically be the like the full perimeter. Of yeah, the they've park. got land, they, they have that, the mountain range to the north, they could build a trail around that, that would add probably another three or four miles. And then there's a huge amount of land south and then to the east. They had a proposal for a competitive bike track out there, bike course. I think an alternate trail entrance. So I did just have our annual parks meeting and it sounds like they are doing new parks master plans in either 2024 or 2025. So that'll give, you know, us as a community and other people, the, the public in general, uh, will have a chance to be part of that process. I did that several years ago when they updated some park master plans. It's a pretty fun process. It's pretty involved. Um, but that's oh. when they kind of set the tone for what to do with all of, uh, the different trails. I just want to point out here on the screen. Uh, let's see if I go back just a little bit. I believe he's talking like right behind him is Malpas. So yeah. Those, those it's just the... a cool band of cliffs. And is that EG sleeve? Is that the, the name? Of yeah. The Ed, nice. Ed Gildersleeve. Awesome. Yeah, so you the Malpais Trail is like right at the base of all of this huge, awesome cliff band. Yeah, you can see it's pretty, pretty iconic, pretty neat. But it's a sandy wash, it is very <laughs> so we don't use it. <laughs> and then a little bit off topic, but uh, did you guys hear about the uh, the new county park they made in uh, Pinal County? Yes, Peralta. Yeah, it's Pinal cool. County. So the yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Oh, I'm just excited that there's a oh, yeah. there's a park out at Santan. It's rather it's, small. Sorry, superstition. Right. It's not a huge amount of area, but it's great to see other counties developing parks. Maricopa to me is the best model of county parks in the nation. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've not heard of any other county, like a singular county in the country with as many parks, trails, and is pro event pro recreation pro making things happen that then maricopa county parks. yeah i mean i They're think that incredible. that's the big thing right is continually the, investing the pro in the event parks. pro yeah. that side of things i think is kind of what sets it apart right because there are, i'm sure other other big counties like 
the Boulder area comes to Ugh. mind straight away, but in terms of uh, they don't allow any putting events on there, it's yeah. a bit it's a bit tough. So, um, yeah, I mean Maricopa County. Well, and for the leaders, incredible. the leadership in the area to have the foresight to <clears throat> purchase and settle aside this land, you, they had to set aside this land. 20, 30, 50, 60 years ago for some of these parks mm -hmm. for us to have what we have today. Yeah. And they're continuing to do it. They have the biggest, we're kind of going on a side tangent here, <laughs> but it's good stuff. Um, the biggest county regional park isn't even built like built yet. It's Vulture, Mo Vulture Mountain. It's out near Wickenburg. It is larger than any other park in the system. And some of the parks are huge. I mean, we have McDowell, which you could do a singular 50K loop and not even hit everything. McDowell Mountain Frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty sweet. And um, so, yeah, Vulture Mountain is going to be, you know, probably in the next decade. We'll have, like, a full trail system and a visitor center and all kinds of stuff. That'll be pretty sweet. So. Um, should we go over some of the standings? Yeah, how let's it, do how it. How it went, Santan? Let's see if I can find them here. Oh, this showing on the TV right here. This is the. Oh, that's going to make things a lot easier. The gold mine climb. Back out here. Oh yeah, gold mine. There you go. This is the tough part of the course. <laughs> He's like crawling. <laughs> <laughs> here, I'll pull it up right here. It's a Santan scramble. Let's see. We got the 50k here. Yep. So we had a pretty good battle up front. We had. Eh, Seth Rutt took the win out of Idaho, 426. Micah Bauer, 440. A couple out-of-staters. And then local to Santan Valley, where the race is held, Kent Green, 443. And then for our women, we had Selena Lang Langner of Flagstaff, first in 455. Let's see, how do those times compare? How does the women's time compare all time? Let's see. Uh, ninth. Third? Oh, that's Lindsay Herman. Ninth. Okay, so on the board. So maybe not our most competitive year, but pretty awesome. We got Pamela Fisher out of Gilbert and Yoshimi Carroll out of Gilbert were second and third. And then we had Cordis Hall of Flagstaff. Cordis is using quite a few of the Aravipa Spring Dirt Series races as tune-up and kind of getting not saying getting in shape because i'm sure cordis is in great shape but um yeah elite flagstaff runner married to abby hall they moved to flagstaff somewhat recently mm -hmm. i think within the last year so love to see folks like that jumping in we got kyle gallagher in second and dan watson in third that's our 26k men and then the women, Jesse Marmon of Phoenix was your first in 221. Big win over Molly Knox and Kelsey Grimes third. All of those times outside the women's oh, top wow. 10. Yeah. <clears throat> what about the men's top performances for that uh, distance? It looked like Cordis was fourth. Okay. So Charlie Ware has the course record there at that one. Not a surprise. Still some, some solid runs. And then our 17K, Bryce got smoked. I did. <laughs> by not one, but two Masters runners. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were buggy. And I, I went out of the gate, I think, uh, a little too fast. And then ah. right out of the gate, Jay Jump 
never gave me more than like 20 feet of space. And then I started huffing and puffing. He passed, and then Abe passed me like five or six miles in. It was on one of the uh, the downhill sections. And he passed me, and I looked down, and my watch, I was running 545, and he flew by me. Wow. So the so 17K is one loop of the 50K, right? So you go over gold mine. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, I guess, uh, so Abe actually took the lead for most of it, or for most of the second half of the race, and then Jay Jump got him on the climb and held him off on the descent. So this was pretty competitive all-time also. So we had the top three were in the top five all-time here. Bryce, you had the fifth fastest all-time, so... This <clears throat> spicy year. Thank you. Yeah, great Not year. only did Bryce, on in terms of all-time, this year he got beat by two Masters runners, but all-time he also was beat by a 16-year-old. So, shout-out to Bryce. Shout-out to Bryce. And then what about for our ladies for this one? Let's see. Oh, we had a course record here. Oh, yeah. Um, can you do the gender... Oh, yep. Oh, wait. Oh, you did gender place, not gender. Uh, yeah. 90-year-old? Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, these 90-year-olds are just coming out. Here All right, go. Elise Coates with a course record uh, by a minute and 16 seconds. Uh, and then we had Leah Manick in second and Jill Gibson third. Leah Manick, number five all time. Pretty pretty solid runs uh, in the 17K and both the men's and women's side. Yep. I, it's it's nice that it's just one loop. That is great. In our 9K, we had Matthew Hamilton out of Glendale, 36-minute. Jude Tenorio and Steve Cullen. You start to get that mix of teens in there as well, fast teens, maybe outside of high school season. Well, and Jude, number 10 all-time on the uh, – on the 9K list. And uh, I will give a shout out to Matthew Hamilton. After he finished, he went directly to his Athletico tent and started stretching other runners. <laughs> shout out to Athletico. They are uh, sponsoring the series, physical therapy here locally in Phoenix area. Let's see the ladies in the 5K. 9K? Yep. This is 9K. We had Kiona Ogle out of Flagstaff. It was first, and then we had Jamie Minerich and Olivia Colston. Harper, 13, got fourth. Nice. And finally to our 5K, Drew Carson out of Queen Creek, which is local, was your winner in 23-11. Cameron and Nola Rustard, looks like. Maybe some twins out of Calgary, second and third. Oh, that's pretty cool. No, Nola is Nola is a woman. Never mind. <laughs> Probably a husband and wife. Good job. That's work. Thanks for keeping me honest here. Nola's your winner. <laughs> Shilly, Shay Lynn Honani and Kristen Spencer. And Legit. Nola, second fastest all time. Nice. So that's your Santan Scramble wrap-up for this year. Yep. Hope to see you next year. Love it. Yeah, super fun event. Great weather. Kicking off the year. I love that park out there. It's smooth. It's smoother than I'd say most of the Dirt Series races. Less technical if you're not including the gold mine climb. Yeah, I love that one. Nice. Um, move on to Coldwater. 
see about doing recaps of that one as well. Yep. So this is our lone hundred mile distance in the desert runner trail series, uh, cold water rumble. It's a five lap course out at Estrella on the Southwest Valley. We had Jeff Browning hop in last kind of last minute. I think it was like within a week before the race and he took the win 1807. Something like his 20 something win in hundred mile races. It's been a lot. You think um, he's gonna? You think he's gonna catch Carl? You would think at this rate he might. I mean, he's a few younger's, few years younger than Carl. I don't know. I don't remember how old Carl is. He's probably like in his what mid fifties. Yeah, probably. Jeff always feels or seems younger than he is. He like defies <laughs> age. I mean, he's fifty one. Yeah. He, he yeah he seems younger right. Especially with his performance. It's his attitude. I think. Yeah. So we had Thor Johansson of Prescott Valley second in 2003 and then third overall first woman. And I believe this was one of the fastest all time times. Kelly Teeslink girls on the run 2017. Sam's asking who came in 54th at Coldwater. Is it Sam? I'm, I'm curious. It's yeah. Sam Slavin of Prescott. <laughs> Shout out. 31, 38. 39. Crushed it. Love it. <laughs> cool. yeah, um, Ke- Kelly works a lot with us on uh, she's she leads girls on the run northern Arizona and they do some really cool things up there and we do some work with her, especially with our flagstaff races. So it's cool to see her come out here and then just absolutely crush the hundred mile course. Yeah, what was that all time on the women's list? Yeah, I mean fourth, fourth all time, and Annie's is a bit of an outlier behind. Yeah, Annie and Lauren Jones. Yeah, she's got some stout company. And Lauren second all time, but second place. Yeah, didn't even get the win. <laughs> uh, Brutal. It's like when you line up against Annie or Courtney. Yeah, you're in for trouble. Uh, 50 miler. We had, uh, I believe a returning champ, Don Reichelt. Yep. He ran, he won last year in eight Oh six this year in eight fourteen. Speedland athlete. Yep. Awesome to see him coming back. He is he in Cocodona? He's also running Cocodona. Yep. yep. Well, desert tune up. We had Natalie Horn take the win for the women in nine thirty three. Yeah, Courtney is that outlier there. <laughs> she came back in 2018. For, for That's the old. That's amazing. Uh, over in our 52K, Allison Baca destroyed everyone here. 405 for the overall win and course record, I believe. Man. And then Matthew Deo was your winner for the men. We had some racing team members in the 20 miler. Uh, Nicole Hansen was also in the 52K. Oh, yeah. Yep. So shout out to her. She was second female in the 52K. Followed closely by Sarah. Oh, and Sarah O. Yeah, a lot of lot on the podium for this one. Yep. So we had uh, Cordis returning here, second place to Eric Hamill. Can we learn more about Eric here? Yeah, can we? From Washington. Let's get a little results down. here. Old Cascadia, 20-miler, Big Ben. So kind of new. Ooh, fifth double on the device. So kind of newer to the scene. Yep. 
but clearly oh Young. and he must i don't know, he must have either moved down here or he just likes coming down here because he signed up for elephant mountain 35k Ooh. in this time of year click on cordis real quick i think cordis has signed up for the 35k oh really yeah yep. And that's Black a nice, that's 60K. a nice little setup there. You're doing like the mid distance dirt. You got the Black Canyon 60k, <clears throat> and then Michael Versteeg shows up out of nowhere. Let's let's see. His, let's click on his ultrasound. Was he uh, sandals or shoed? I don't know. Did you see him out Do there, Bryce? Uh, I didn't see him out there. Michael Versteeg sandals. Oh, yeah, we were both not there. <laughs> Michael Versteeg sandals might be out on the Cocodona so course he's still. He's got a couple things on the calendar this year. Um, I don't know why his uh, his uh, cold water result isn't linked up here for some reason. Hmm. Oh, there's a second Michael Versteeg. Oh, that's <laughs> not even there. There's three Michael Versteegs. Great. Uh, yeah. Elf Mountain 50k, Black Canyon 100k, and Cocodona. Mm. The Cocodona nice list is nice little stacked. build. Yeah, little build. Uh, in our twenty k, we had Devin Sharps, Air Viper Racing Team, one twenty six, close call, four second win over Dan McMahon, and then we had Abby Tuomi of Surprise, your women's winner. In our four miler, we had Steve Cullen from Los Angeles, twenty nine oh eight, the big gap. That is a technical four miler, by the way. Yeah. It is completely rocky and very hilly. And then our women's winner was Jen Laughlin. Era Viper Zone. 21. Eric or Skylar Hall chiming in the chat. Cold water or Elephant Mountain 35K. Most underrated and sneaky fast race in the dirt series. I would completely agree. Should we go check out the entrance list real quick? Yeah, I think we. It's a good segue. I think we should. So that is our next race in the series. Uh, it's coming up. I am sad that I have to miss it this year. I would love to get back into that 50 miler. That is such a good time. February 4th, I believe. Yeah, you yep. got it. So yeah, we got about 48 people in that 50 miler. And the 50K? Versteeg is in that one. in the 50K. Okay, there we go. Derek Lytle. Mm-hmm. Jumping in there. Cordis Hall, of course. Should be fun for those folks. Yeah, it is a speedy race. And then on the way back, you have to do a little. Well, because it's a pure out and back. You run from Cave Creek Regional Park to Spur Cross Ranch Park and back along the Maricopa Trail. So quick takes. Is that where we're at? Yeah, I think so. Because we don't have a ton of time today. We kind of got to wrap it up. Let's jump into them. All right. Uh, so first, we're going to go over to the Valencia 10 cases about a week and a half ago this happened. This was the start of the 10K. Shout out to the guy in the Mizuno shorts. I see people on the ground. That's not a good sign. Oh, so, no. <gasps> oh, what is happening? That is a massive pileup. They're like not able to get up. Was anyone injured? Not that I saw on there. <laughs> what like, is do this? You, do you restart the race at that point? No. <laughs> okay, now they're all up, it seems like, finally. It's like they're almost... Pu- this guy's like pushing against. Maybe his foot is stuck. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Oh, and they're like scooting. But the... that's how people get like trampled and killed at right? yeah. large and, like, scale concerts, events. concerts, and things yeah. that get crushed. That's awful. Something, to... yeah. Just thought that huh. one was. Yeah, that eye catching. That got a lot of of in looks on Twitter for sure. Um, so next up, got Allie Mack. Making moves. Air of Ipazone, <laughs> announcing Me. that she is switching sponsors. I'm gonna. I'm on a bit of a switching sponsors kick right now. It kind of feels like the uh, the off season in the NFL. You got your free agents getting traded around. It's totally. I feel like the sponsor announcements are a little bit later, are lasting a little bit later this year. They've than been leaking normal. out a little bit. Yeah, a lot of times it's January one. People kind of say their goodbyes and like right before Christmas, and then yeah, January one, they're Boom. like announcing their new. They already have photo shoots done and everything. Yep. I feel like we're still waiting in the wind uh, on some of these. On a couple. So, Ali Mack, we have no idea. Or do you have any <laughs> idea? Any insights? I'd, I know. Um, cool. But I'm not. DM uh, Matt Feldig. Not privy to, to tell. Out. <laughs> Shout out to Ali for, to uh, for all that she does. Incredible athlete. Well, that'll be exciting to see. Colorado she goes Buffs with. legend, Ali Mack. And uh, Camille Heron, we're still waiting for that one, too. So that'll be our next one, actually. So this is what I saw on her account. If you go, it's like a couple pictures ago. Click on it, and then I scroll through the comments. And then when it's going to be the big reveal, everybody's like, she's wearing Lululemon right now. Mm. Apparently the shirt that she's wearing in that photo is Lululemon. So I have no idea. I'm speculating based on so comments. So my... I don't know anything, so I'm not I'm not privy to anything. If it is Lululemon, I saw I went to the Rock and Roll Arizona Expo. We were um, there for the Tucson Marathon, and the entire shop was branded Lululemon, and it was all Lululemon stuff. And they have shoes. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that they had. I didn't know that they had um, uh, performance footwear. How do I high quality put this for in performance the footwear? <laughs> Uh, but I know that they, you know, make shoes and they sponsor some big name athletes in the, uh, track world. So wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised. How big of a, I mean, is Lululemon's gotta be a huge company. Yeah, it's definitely a big company. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know that, the scale of it compared to like a company like, Hoka. uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably bigger not bigger than hmm, bigger than the tough. hoka brand revenue wise hmm, that's tough because they're selling apparel versus selling footwear right primarily they're primary right so you naturally probably have to sell more apparel uh to generate the, oh they're a public oh yeah way bigger but then they're, they're like yeah, i mean they're seven in they're so like many seven or eight times as big of a company as hoka, hoka at the moment yeah, yeah yeah because they're in so many Categories. Different cat like yeah. their one brand hits so many different categories, right? Yeah, it's interesting. That wasn't my guess. I initially assumed it was going to be like a major footwear company we were wanting maybe to. Puma? I think everyone was thinking Puma because they have so. a trail shoe coming. They're a major player who hasn't made it into the trail space yet, and they're investing a lot of money in athletes. But I guess that could line up because I don't think. Lululemon is in the trail space it in does terms line of athlete up. sponsorship. They're definitely not. And I don't know why Camille would be wearing their stuff otherwise. 
Okay. I mean, it's good apparel, Let's right? Move on. No. I'm just looking at their footwear collection. It is a bit limited. <laughs> I actually, uh, several years ago, before I started working with Solomon, I bought a couple pair of Lululemon shorts, and they were some of my favorite shorts. This is back in 2014, 2015. I've heard they're comfortable. So they're I'm very not comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. I think I ran in them on the Heart 100, actually. Hmm. Back in 2015. Nice. Chad, uh, Chad's in the chat. I thought it was craft. Mm. That went across my mind too. That kind of brings us to our next segment, which is Tim Tolfson announcement. Well, Tim Tolfson's running with Can we just, before we dive in, yeah. does Tim Tolfson have the best hair in the sport? Yes. Yeah. Like, I think it's it might be unquestionable at this moment. They're, the craft stuff looks pretty cool. Like, mm. they're, I'm, I'm digging their, their little craft trail branding, yep. and it seems like they are onto something here that they put a lot of time and effort into this. The gear looks pretty sick, to be honest. It looks great. It's not, like, Hoka's stuff sometimes is so flashy that it is, you know, a bit mind-numbing, but this stuff is very, like, earth tones, different you know i mean craft has made high quality apparel for a long time i don't know now. that those socks are craft but those are cool socks too. those are dope socks but the shorts look you know they got like the two in one and thing. so to see them like really investing in like trail specific or outdoor specific gear i think is really good like they've made good apparel for like recreational road runners for yeah. the longest time and that was years ago and so the fact they picked up arlen glick just makes me happy i love it if they don't have Arlen's Darlin's t-shirts coming out soon, oh, I'm going to be pretty upset, but I will that probably be, charge a commission fee. So That would be great. But that yeah, shout nice. out to Tim. Uh, was listening to his uh, him on the single track pod uh, on my way down here from Flagstaff, and yeah. it seemed like it was just time for a change with him and Hoka, and uh, he seems pretty excited for what's to come still. So cool. shout out to Tim. Uh, next up, I don't know if we want to talk about Black Canyon water levels. During the training run, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. It looked pretty low. Well, they came down in time, yeah. which, is, which is what I'll say. I was out there the night before, or two nights before, and it was up to my knees. It's up to their knees here. So it's great to see the river flowing. Right. It's yep. been a couple of years since we've had significant water in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike McKnight's doing Cocodona. Where did he announce it on here? Right there. This a lot of uh, Arizona one. Trail alum or attempted alum. You know who we're missing? Uh, String Bean? Well, I guess. But I have the tiger, Jeff Garmeyer. Oh, we're also missing Jeff Garmeyer. Shout Won't out to surprised. Mike. We got to get him to commit. He's committed. Jeff Garmeyer? Oh, no, no. Jeff. No. I feel like Jeff would be easy to get to commit. So this next one is a little bit of story time. Recent. Um, this was California half marathon. I'm not exactly sure which half marathon it was. Um, but basically this guy is a medical professional. Um, he was a little ways into the race and somebody collapsed, had into cardiac arrest. He gave him CPR and they were ambulanced off of the, the, the race course. He made it to the finish line and somebody else in front of him also collapsed, and he performed CPR on that person. Two separate occasions? In yeah, one race. In the same race, yeah. <laughs> and then, according to the article, the second runner, when he was resuscitated, immediately turned off his Strava on his watch. 
Yeah, he's like woke up, turn his. He's like, why am I on the ground? And then he turns his watch off, stops his time. <laughs> what? Yeah, so that's a picture of the him, the the hero right here. Wow, that's mm. wild. Oh, that's awesome. Like it, obviously it happens, but it doesn't happen at every race. And for it to happen twice, and then the same person saves them. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. So does it <laughs> beg the question: Do medical professionals get discounts on races? You know. <laughs> <laughs> he should race for free for a year anywhere he wants for sure. I'll say it like if he wants to come run our race, definitely for free. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, do you see this? Boston Marathon adjusted their deferral policy for pregnancy. Love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's about time, right? I think that. Yeah, that's I guess where my stance would be on that. Move in the right direction. Um, I think this is the last one that we're gonna the last official quick take. So this is a, an influencer on TikTok. Mm. You may have heard this already. So he yep. ran the Houston Marathon. Ran a solid time, ran sub three hours, you know, qualified for Boston. Um, and then an article from Marathon Investigation comes out. And he apparently was wearing somebody else's bib. The story that he put out is that he had forgot to register for the race and he reached out to his friends and one of his friends was injured uh and so he took his bib and then he posted it all over like TikTok and stuff people looked up his results couldn't find him and so now there's a whole investigation Ouch. going on yeah i mean that's not uh you leave it to marathon investigations to jump on that one right well i mean i'm sure this wasn't their hardest piece of work i he think was he, posting I think his race the, all he's over he's one of the bigger uh yeah. running TikTokers out there for sure yeah don't bandit don't bandit races yeah even Not the best way to do it, well, especially, especially when that much of a public figure. Well, and when the race has a, a pretty strict policy, policy on no bib transfers, right? So, right. like that is kind of the other. Yeah, you're basically like banditing the, the race. So. Yeah, yeah, and he disqualified someone else for Boston who didn't deserve to be qualified. You know, apparently it happened in the same race. It was uh, this was the the age placement for. So apparently this guy, I don't know if they were abandoning it or it was also bib swaps this is from this year but this shows this is natalie on the bib yeah this this guy got female age 12 through 15 first place and then she got female age 16 through 19 first place and then neither of them were in the correct category were in the correct bibs and so it took away it's just a shit show out there in the road scene right now i heard that the miami marathon i think they have the race director waits at like mile six and they somehow tag all the people that are wearing bibs and they have like bodyguards that just grab people off the course that are oh. banditing and they just rip them away. <laughs> I think it was Miami marathon, but I'm not for certain. It was a story I heard. <laughs> that's a problem when there's like wild. hundreds and hundreds of people banditing your race. Yeah. You have to take matters into your own hands sometimes. Just, just can't grab the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do they stuff them in vans and drive away? <laughs> yes. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Um, I do need to wrap the show up today. So love yeah. it. That's the last quick. Thank you guys had. all for tuning in and hopefully we'll see you next week. Yep.